Jews are known for many things, not least of which is as survivors. What can we learn from God's purposes by studying the Jewish people? Hi, I'm Rex Rogers, and this is episode number 122 of Discerning What is Best, a podcast applying unchanging biblical principles in a rapidly changing world and a Christian worldview to current issues and everyday life. Jews are in the news recently for all the wrong reasons. Not that it's their fault, but in the wake of the Israel-Hamas war, anti-Semitism, i.e. hostility, prejudice, or discrimination, a form of racism, has become a plague throughout Europe, Australia, and in North and South America. We know from history that Jew hatred, the world's oldest and once again most fashionable form of bigotry, is the chameleon of all hates, forever taking on new hues to suit the scapegoating needs of the day. It has always been thus, and it will always be thus. Anti-Semitic incidents in the United States rose nearly 400% in just two weeks after October 7. This, after such incidents, reached their highest ever recorded in the U.S. in the year 2022. In a recent congressional hearing, FBI Director Christopher Wray noted in his testimony that while Jews account for less than 3% of the U.S. population, around 60% of religious-based hate crimes target Jews. Now, Jews are sadly no stranger to anti-Semitism, or more bluntly stated, Jew hate, In the Middle Ages, Jews were called Christ's enemies or Christ's killers. They've been the victim of what's called blood libel, an anti-Semitic canard which falsely accuses Jews of murdering Christians in order to use their blood in the performance of religious rituals. In Russia, Jews were massacred in periodic systematic pogroms, a Russian word that means to wreak havoc or to demolish violently. And worst of all, beginning with Kristallnacht, or the Night of Broken Glass, in 1938, Hitler and the Nazis killed about 6 million Jews in what they called the Final Solution, and history calls the Holocaust. Meanwhile, a list of notable American Jews is astoundingly lengthy in every field of human endeavor. And this can be repeated in Europe and elsewhere in the world. So why then are Jews hated historically and globally? Perhaps the principal reason is because God has a special plan for the nation of Israel, and Satan wants to defeat that plan. Satanically influenced hatred of Israel, and especially Israel's God, is the reason Israel's neighbors have always wanted to see Israel destroyed. And it is the reason why Jews have been despised and persecuted their entire existence. Ostensibly, the current outbreak of anti-Semitism on college campuses and unbelievably in the U.S. Congress, is due to opposition to Israel's policies regarding Palestinians and Gaza, and in particular how Israel is prosecuting the war to eradicate Hamas as just retribution for Hamas's pre-civilizational atrocities against innocent Israelis October 7. But the immediacy and intensity of venom aimed at Jews who had nothing to do with what is taking place in the Holy Land indicates that this is an indiscriminate, broad-brush racist attack with deep roots in Western civilization's ongoing moral collapse. Prior to World War II, the global Jewish population reached a peak of 16.7 million, and then the Holocaust occurred. Since then, the population has slowly risen again, and as of 2021, was estimated at about 
15.2 to maybe upwards of 19 million. Today, Israel's population, including disputed territories, is about 9 million. And in the United States, 7.6 million. Certain biblical teachings and subsequent political developments relative to Jewish people, descendants of the Old Testament Abraham and the Israelites, have given rise to misinterpretations, false accusations, jealousy, and recriminations. 1. Jews are called God's chosen people. People misinterpret this in several ways, including thinking Jews are given some special spiritual pass to heaven. But being God's chosen people doesn't make Israel more special. It makes God more special because he keeps his promises. God was setting up the lineage through which Jesus would come. This really is the crux of why God chose Israel to be his chosen people. Number two, God gave Abraham's descendants the land of Israel. It remains in dispute today. Number three, the Jewish diaspora resulted in Jewish populations the world over, most subject to persecution, followed in the 19th century with Zionism and a beginning return to the land. To this day, Arabs or Palestinians and others fight what are now called Israelis over Israel's right to exist on the land as the modern nation state was established in May 1948. So who owns the Holy Land? If Palestinians are not allowed to live in the land of Israel, what should be done with these hundreds of thousands of people whose ancestors lived in the land? Number four, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam claim Jerusalem as a holy place. Who has claim? Number five, New Testament church-age teachings regarding Israel versus the church, including so-called replacement theology, which affirms that the church has completely replaced Israel and will inherit God's promises to Israel, the covenants, and then will be fulfilled only in a spiritual sense. In other words, replacement theology teaches that Israel will not inherit the actual land of Israel. The church is the new Israel, and ethnic Israel is forever excluded from these promises. The Jews will not inherit the promised land as Jews per se. This theological debate occurs within conservative evangelical Christendom. Now, what lessons can we learn? Well, one, the persecutors of Israel will come and go, but the persecution will remain until the second coming of Christ. As a result, conflict in Israel is not a reliable indicator of the soon arrival of the end times. Number two, Scripture makes it clear that there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. Or the Bible states it another way. Is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles too? Yes, of Gentiles too. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Now, number three, also in Scripture, the Apostle Paul reminded us that we were all baptized in one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit, number four. And in heaven one day, the word says, after this I looked. And there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, 
people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. Now, Jewish people are just that, people, human beings made in the image of God, and like all human beings loved by God. If you are Jewish, God bless you, and may you be safe, surrounded by support, and given every opportunity of liberty and happiness. If you are not Jewish, as I am not, then we need to remember that Jewish people, like all humanity, including Arabs, Palestinians, Iranians, Russians, you name it, are our neighbors, and we are to love our neighbors as ourselves. Clearly, the Lord is not finished with this world. No climate change, no wars or rumors of wars, no natural cataclysms like the sunspot archipelago releasing solar storms, no nuclear nightmare, no genocidal mania perpetrated by any demonically driven people, no end-of-the-world scenario is ever actually going to end the world until God determines the end times have come. And throughout the history yet to come, Jewish people will remain, at times under duress, but remain and flourish because the Lord of heaven deems it so. Well, we'll see you again soon. This podcast is about discerning what is best. If you find this thought-provoking and helpful, follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Download an episode for your friends. For more Christian commentary, check my website, R-E-X-M as in Martin. That's rexmrogers.com. And remember, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm. Thank you.